There's no such thing as questions, just hidden answers. Stay tuned to PH Murder Stories as we revisit the inconceivable crimes that exist. Some listeners may find the following content of PH Murder Stories highly disturbing due to its graphic nature. PH Murder Stories does not condone nor promote violence in all sorts. Listener's discretion is advised. As the Philippines is currently trying its best to survive COVID-19, the pandemic took nine inmates, including one of the most infamous and notorious criminals in the country. On July 18, J.B. Nino Sebastian, a critical witness that led to Senator De Lima's imprisonment and a high-profile inmate at the New Bilibid prison, died due to complications caused by the coronavirus. He was cremated on July 19, 2020. However, many speculate that there is more about the surprising death of the new Bilibid king. J.B. Sebastian was a third-year college dropout. Later on, he was captured and detained for theft and kidnapped for ransom charges. He first landed in the National Bureau of Investigation's detention center. A month later, he was transferred to Manila City Jail. Upon his arrival, he became the overall advisor of the Sige Sige Commando Gang. He was dispatched to the maximum security unit of the new Bilibid prison upon his conviction in 2009. At the NBP, JB headed Presidio, supposedly one of the two existing drug operators inside the prison. He was allegedly used by drug lords to eliminate distributors who failed to remit proceeds from drug sales inside and outside the NBP as the leader of the commando gang. Meanwhile, his arch-rival, Herbert Colanco, a convicted kidnapper and another pivotal witness to Senator De Lima's case, is said to be the leader of the other group called Carcel. Earlier, the father of J.B. Sebastian was also a known notorious criminal. The Sebastian family grew up in Tondo, Manila, where gang-related activities are prevalent. Tondo is one of the most densely populated areas in the country's capital. Most people say those police officers stationed at Tondo are most likely involved in gang-related activities, either as a part of a gang or to protect the group's businesses in exchange for money. While JB's father had significant influence over the Tondo police, because of his fierce standover reputation, none of his family members were involved in gangs or had ever done prison time. Nonetheless, his father has once been confined on two counts of murder and was detained for one week inside a police lockup 
until he allegedly paid off the victim's families for only 6,000 pesos. Later on, he was released. When JB first entered jail, his father's connections inside the prison taught him how to work the system so that even before JB stepped into a jail cell, there were friends already waiting for him. The respect of the prison guards for JB was due not only to honor his father, but also because of JB's street reputation. In a July 2016 interview, JB Sebastian told reporters that he still remembers his first few minutes behind bars in a National Bureau of Investigation detention center when his father handed him a cigarette and told him not to cry. But as he lit his cigarette, it was his father that started crying. During the first few weeks, his father visited him every day, but this slowed down when his father became critically ill. When his father died, JB was not allowed to attend the funeral. JB Sebastian was motivated to tell his story because he doesn't want others to follow in the same footsteps. JB knows very well about the dangers of having a lifestyle filled with criminal activities. It is highly prestigious for street gangs to either die on the street, fighting for their group, or serve prison time in their gang's name. The new Bilibid prison in Muntinlupa City is the main insular penitentiary designed to house the Philippines' prison population. It is supervised by the Bureau of Corrections under the Department of Justice. In 1940, prisoners were transferred to the NBP from the old Bilibid Prison, also known as Correctional Jail and Military Prison, in the city of Manila. The city used the old facility's remnants as its detention center, known today as Manila City Jail. The prison had an initial land area of 551 hectares, but 104 hectares were transferred to the Department of Justice housing project. Meanwhile, additional land of the NBP reservation is used for the Bureau of Corrections headquarters. During the Japanese occupation of the Philippines in World War II, Bilibid was a prisoner of war and civilian internee camp, where the Japanese held American soldiers and civilians 1,200 internees and prisoners of war were freed by the American army on February 4, 1945, during the Battle of Manila. As of May 2018, the NBP housed 26,877 convicted criminals. In a study conducted about inmate gangs at the New Bilibid Prison, the group society's structural and cultural organization comes closest to what can be considered a social scientific understanding of Philippine inmate gangs. Inmate gangs have gained enough access to prison control 
where inmates play a prominent role in the jail's administration. Notable groups were the Sige Sige Allied Gangs, or Presidio, that was led by J.B. Sebastian, comprising of Sputnik, Commando, Happy Go Lucky Gang, and Bahala na Gang. Meanwhile, their arch rivals, the OXO Allied Gangs, or Carcel, were headed by Herbert Colango, a convicted kidnapper who went viral for having concerts inside the NBP. In a Discovery Channel documentary on gangs in the Philippines, it featured J.B. Sebastian's lavish lifestyle inside the new Bilibid prison. Within each gang, there's a hierarchy. At the top of the pyramid is the gang commander. In order to maintain peace, there are 12 gang commanders who meet every week to sort out disputes. Today's meeting is crucial. On the heels of two murders, there was a near riot just a few days ago, and an emergency session has been called. Gang meetings are usually held behind closed doors. I'm granted exclusive access. Not even guards are allowed in. May very alarming situation ngayon, sir. Gusto ko ma-share ito sa lahat ng ating mga kapobosyo. As far as I understand, there's never been an outsider in this place. Ever. His meetings are closed. It's like a huge sit-down. Eh, tapos nag-aaway-aaway doon sa gate. Mamaya, may nagsaksakan. Ayun na. This room reminds me of the scene from The Godfather when all the Dons got together to figure out how they were going to take over Cuba. And these guys have enough of an army where they probably could. This is a serious meeting. And this guy walks in late. Either he couldn't find his underwear or he's a big shot. I mean, it's that whole celebrity ego type thing, fashionably laid. It's a power move, power show. It turns out he's the leader of one of the oldest prison gangs, the Commandos. He's serving two life sentences for kidnapping. He rules with an iron fist, and his name is J.B. Sebastian. I asked for a meeting with him and was directed to the headquarters of the charitable foundation J.B. has established to help prisoners and their families. Wow, nice. This place is nicer than some of the social clubs we had in Brooklyn and Queens. Big screen TV. I can't even believe I'm inside of a prison. I can't believe it's as hot as hell outside and the air conditioning is beautiful in here. Amazing stuff, right? The documentary had Sebastian and his gangmates boast about how powerful they were. He was running his gang from the inside NBP, boasting of his own TV station, high-tech detention cell, and connections with high-ranking government officials. However, during the same documentary, the citizens became alarmed when JB mentioned that he was friends with prominent government officials, including former President Benigno Aquino III and former Department of Justice Secretary and now-detained Senator Laila de Lima. ...of my own country began their careers as lawyers. Is it possible that JB is entertaining a future Filipino president? Well, if that idea seems far-fetched, wait till you see what he showed me in his office. This is the current director of the Bureau of Corrections. This is the superintendent, and this is me. Who's this guy? 
is the president of the Philippines. You gotta be kidding me. This is the Secretary of Justice. What blows my mind is you're a convicted kidnapper. Okay. And a serial kidnapper. It wasn't just once. Okay. And a jogger and a kidnapper as well. There you go. In America, if our attorney general sat down with a gang member, his job would be lost by, by the evening news. I think they need the leadership of the gangs. They need the leadership. Otherwise, chaos? I think so. Yeah. A few years later, after the documentary, a surprising turn of events happened for the former Pinoy administration as J.B. Sebastian agreed to testify against opposition Senator Laila de Lima. He told investigators that he was allegedly behind Senator de Lima's fundraising from prominent drug lords to finance her campaign. Unfortunately for the lady senator, she was under President Duterte's administration's microscope and caught the Department of Justice's attention, led by Secretary Vitaliano Aguirre. Senator Laila de Lima was a former secretary of the Department of Justice during the administration of former President Benigno Aquino III. Later on, she ran for senator under the Liberal Party and eventually won by securing the 12th and final spot during the 2016 national elections. Upon the start of her senatorial term, the former Justice Secretary is one of the most vocal legislators that oppose President Duterte. In an interview with CNN Philippines, Senator De Lima denied her involvement with the illegal drug trades. Senator, in the past two House hearings, there were about nine or ten individuals who said the same thing, that you allowed the proliferation of drugs inside the NBP and that you received millions in <laughs> kickback. How do you defend yourself against nine or ten men? The truth. I will defend myself via the truth. Because the truth is, I'm innocent. The truth is, I'm not at all involved in the drug trade in whatever capacity, whether as a cuddler, as a protector of these drug lords, or a beneficiary of their drug money. I did not receive a single money from anyone, let alone these drug convicts. So all of these things that they're saying about me benefiting, about me receiving bribes, about me receiving protection money from these so-called drug lords, these drug convicts, are a big lie. I know the truth, and I've said this before, the truth is on my side. In one of the previous congressional hearings regarding Senator De Lima's alleged involvement with illegal drugs, her ally, former congressman and losing senatorial candidate Gary Alejano addressed the committee that J.B. Sebastian was once used as an asset by the government that led to the December 2014 raid on the new Bilibid prison. Alejano claimed that it was successful in the sense that 19 convicts running the drug trade inside NBP, including Sebastian's arch-rival Herbert Colango, were arrested and brought to the National Bureau of Investigation. Sebastian was left inside New Bilibid Prison. A 
According to the former congressman, J.B. Sebastian was chosen as an asset because of his traits of being intelligent, diplomatic, and had leadership qualities compared to the other gang leaders inside the prison. Alejano believed that the DOJ was using the strategy used by the Aquino administration to clear NBP of the drug trade against De Lima and Sebastian. In May 2016, President Duterte warned Senator Laila De Lima that she's not off the hook for her supposed slowness in looking into reported Shabu laboratories inside Bilibid while she was DOJ secretary. A few months later, then-House Speaker Pantaleon Alvarez filed a House resolution to seek an investigation into the proliferation of drug syndicates at the New Bilibid prison during her time as DOJ secretary. In August 2016, Delima told the public that she was the one who exposed the illegal drug use inside the New Bilibid prison. A few days later, Duterte revealed a drug matrix linking Delima to the drug trade and announced that she facilitated everything for money. Hey, Delima, Matapang mga bagong birada ni Pangulong Rodrigo Duterte laban kay Senadora Laila De Lima kaninang madaling araw. Ayon sa Pangulo, sapat na raw sa kanya na binabangungot na ngayon ang Senadora. De Lima, you are finished. Tapos ka na. Sunod eleksyon, by the way, you look nice. In response to President Duterte's allegations, Senator De Lima denied the accusation and called the president's drug matrix a piece of scrap paper that should be thrown away. On September 26, the House Committee on Justice began a series of probes into the alleged proliferation of drugs inside the NBP during the previous administration. Senator De Lima refused to attend the probe, calling it a sham inquiry designed to discredit her because of her vocal opposition to the Duterte administration's war on drugs. High-profile inmates are among the witnesses to be presented by the Department of Justice to testify against De Lima. During this time, former Bureau of Corrections Chief Rafael Ragos and National Bureau of Investigation Officer Jovencio Ablen Jr. claimed they brought drug money to De Lima's residence when she was still Justice Secretary. Herbert Golango, the arch-rival of J.B. Sebastian and also a detainee at the New Bilibid prison, also claimed he gave De Lima 3 million pesos and the prison director 1.2 million monthly. On the following day, Leaders of different gangs inside the New Bilibid prison told the committee that De Lima raised funds for her 2016 senatorial bid through illegal drugs. With the money supposedly collected through J.B. Sebastian. A week later, witnesses testified about De Lima's supposed negligence as Justice Secretary 
more accusations of receiving drug payoffs and her relationship with her former driver and security, Ronnie Diane. Former Bureau of Corrections Chief Franklin Bucayu accused the Lima of sidelining the Philippine National Police or PNP's Criminal Investigation and Detection Group, or CIDG, during the 2014 NBP raid. Convicted police official Engelberto Durano claimed he handed the Lima 1.5 million pesos upon the orders of the late Jeffrey Diaz, an alleged drug lord from the province of Cebu. The Lima's former security aide, Jonel Sanchez, a member of the Presidential Security Group, attested to the senator's relationship with Diane, but he did not mention the Lima's alleged drug links. In another hearing, on October 10, 2016, J.B. Sebastian announced in his affidavit about the relationship between his arch-rival, Herbert Colango, and Senator De Lima. Sa panahong ito, saksi ako sa paglaganap ng katiwalian ng Bucor. Halos lahat ng mga leader ng mga pangkat ay sangkot sa illegal drug trade sa Bilibid. Ang aking kakosa, nakilala ko lang sa pangalang Drake, ay saksi na ang mga gang leaders at mga drug lords sa maximum security compound ay nagbibigay ng pera o payola kay Herbert Colanco para makarating kay DOJ Secretary De Lima sa pamamagitan ni Janelle Sanchez. Gusto ko pong linawin at pasinungalingan ang mga balita o paratang na ako di umano ay untouchable at malakas kay Secretary Dilima. Ang totoo po ay si Colanco ang siyang tunay na malakas sa Bucor at kay DOJ Secretary Dilima. Bilang patutuon nito, nagagawa niyang magpasok ng lahat ng kontrabando, babae, alak, mga matataas na kalibring baril, mga mamahaling gamit, at magpasimuno ng iba't ibang sugal tulad ng dice, sabong, aktual man at online at marami pang iba. Sa loob ng bilibid, kung saan ang pustahan nila ay milyon-milyong piso halos araw-araw. Kasama na dito ang paggawa ng halos lingguhang concert ni Kulanko, kung saan nagpapasok siya ng truck-truck na beer at mga tao na galing sa labas ng bilibid upang manood ng kanyang concert. Taasan niya rin ipinagyayabang sa aming mga kakosa sa maximum na malakas siya kay Sekretary Dilima dahil kapartido niya sa Liberal Party ang kanyang girlfriend na si Nova Paruino. JB also claimed that illegal activities inside the prison brought in as much as 100 million pesos a day. Prison officials are allegedly paid 100,000 pesos a week to turn off signal jammers allowing inmates to trade drugs even while in prison. Sebastian also said he gave at least 14 million pesos in six months to fund the Lima's senatorial campaign. Furthermore, Janelle Sanchez, the Lima's former aide, gave the committee members a laughing moment by providing a testimony that trended nationwide. Hindi lang sila, halos lahat na inmate kilala ka. Yes sir. Na pumunta dito sa house, sa committee. Yes sir. And testify. Yes sir. Oh, ano sinasabi mo ngayon na sila sinungaling? Yes sir. Hindi. Yes sir. Ganon? Yes sir. Okay. Yung sinasabi ni ni Sebastian. Ano bang tawagan niyo yung secretary di Lima? Ano tawag sa iyo? Junel sir. Junel? Yes sir. Yung palayaw mo, hindi yata tinatawag sa iyo? Anong palayaw mo? Sa bahay namin sir. Hindi, kay secretary di Lima. Junel lang sir, Junel. Kunwari, 
Tawagin kayo yung secretary din na sabi niya, Junel, hoy! Ganon? Hindi, sir. Ano? Junel. Junel. Ganon naman tayo sa magsal, mag, ano, sir? Uh, silence, silence, please. JP, JP, hindi pala sweetie. Junel, sweet ang tono, hindi sweetie. In the following month, Ronnie Dayan turned up at the house hearing following his arrest in San Juan, La Union. He admitted to his relationship with Senator De Lima and admitted to receiving money on her behalf from alleged Eastern Visayas drug lord, Kerwin Espinosa. He also said that De Lima advised him to hide and skip the House hearings. Lawmakers pried into Diane's seven-year relationship with De Lima, asking misogynistic and sexually laden questions. Meanwhile, during this time, Senator De Lima had publicly accused the Duterte administration of pressuring inmates to testify at the hearings. Stay tuned as we dive deeper to uncover more about the latter years and conclusion of J.B. Sebastian's life and his time as state witness and how Senator De Lima's fate was decided. For further updates, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at PH Murder Stories and subscribe to our YouTube channel, PH Murder Stories. This podcast is brought to you by Review Visuals. Do you like our podcast? Support us on www.buymeacoffee.com slash phmurderstories through a one-time donation or by subscribing to our monthly exclusive content. You can find the link in the description. Buy Me A Coffee is the best way for creators and artists to accept support and membership from their fans. This platform is a convenient way for the listeners of this podcast to support us through one-time donations or enjoy exclusive content through our monthly or yearly membership.